Welcome to Journey Coach. This is a space that exists to equip, empower, and encourage you as we hear the stories and faith of mostly women's basketball coaches up to this point in their journeys. My hope is that you'll leave these conversations feeling energized to go out and make the most of every opportunity that you have in front of you as a coach. I'm your host, Bonnie Durrett. Let's jump in. This is Journey Coach. All right, so the year is 2014. I'm 20 years old, going on my very first international mission trip ever with Athletes in Action. We go to Guatemala. Trip's going great. Make it about halfway through. When I wake up in the middle of the night, there are machine guns going off right outside our window. I look over. There's like, I can see light from the gunfire. I hear these men yelling. There's loud music. And my immediate assumption is like, okay, we are about to die. (laughs) Like This is terrible. And I look over at my roommate, Reagan. She's not moving. And so naturally, I'm like, well, she's dead. But I decided to check anyway. So I'm like, Reagan. And she's like, what? So thankfully, she's still with us. And I was like, do you hear that? And Reagan was a little bit like most of us are when we first wake up. She was a little bit disoriented because she was like, yeah, it sounds like somebody's banging on pots and pans. And I was like, pots and pans, those our machine guns going off outside our window. I was like, we need to get in the floor. We need to get out of these beds. And so we ninja roll, we get in the floor. And funny thing is we'd had a hard time going to sleep that night because we had just noticed there, there were quite a few spiders in the floor. And so that was a little tough, but we got through it. And suddenly I am so grateful to just be alive and be in the floor with those spiders. It's all relative. And We end up underneath the window. We're laying across from each other, looking each other in the face. I'm like, I don't know about you, but I really need to pray right now. And I start praying. I'm like, Lord, I think we're about to meet you face to face. But I'm going to ask that you work a miracle and that you postpone that and that you put a hedge of protection around us. And the next thing we know, it sounds like they get in their cars and they drive away. And there's this big piece of me that's like, wow, a miracle just took place. Like, this is amazing. And There's a much bigger piece of me that's more like doubting Thomas that is like, nope, nope, nope. This is, this is a hoax. We are about to be gone. (laughs) So for whatever reason, they really did drive away and we are just mind blown. And so when we get to breakfast the next morning, we're like, what was that? What just happened? And what it turns out is that in Guatemala, there's this tradition when someone's having a birthday, you sometimes set firecrackers off outside their window, play loud music, and that's a form of celebrating them, which I actually think is so much fun, and I want to go back and be a part of this someday. So the woman who was in the motel room beside us, she lived there, and and it was her birthday, and she was actually just, she was living her best life, and they were celebrating her. And I'm like, that was the most traumatic birthday celebration I have ever been a part of. And so... Obviously, the machine guns, they were just firecrackers. It was a birthday thing. It was great. And the hosts, they thought it was hilarious that we thought we were under attack. And we did too. But there was something going on for me in the back of my head and in my heart that I didn't talk about for probably five to six months after this took place. But when we were laying in that floor, you know, you put something like death or danger on the table. And even though we weren't in any real danger, in my mind, the situation couldn't have been any more real. And you put those things on the table and suddenly you're able to be really honest with yourself as you're looking at your life. There's no need to fake it anymore. And I was laying on that floor and I was like, I am not ready to die. Like, my goodness, I'm not ready to die. Because I knew that standing before God, like my honest answer was I have lived the vast majority of my life 
for myself. Most of my ambitions and my my pursuits, they have been for me. And I hated that. And I hated that that was the legacy that I was leaving behind. And for me, that was really, it was a defining moment of my life because not only was I able to have that honest moment, but I became aware of my brokenness in a deeper way to where I, I had to say, not only am I broken, yes, but Lord, I I can't change myself. I see the track I'm running on and I don't like the destination, but I also need your help if I'm going to change it all. And and God is faithful. We know this. And he began to change my ambitions, my desires, everything from the inside out. And so I ended up graduating college a year later, joined staff with Athletes in Action. And I've worked with AI Women's Basketball for the last four years, been for the best years I could have ever asked for. And then the pandemic hit, and I felt like God was taking me into this new defining season of my life. And, you know, things just got weird <laughs> like for, for all of us, honestly. Pandemic, things are going to get weird. But I felt like God was doing something. I didn't know what it was, but I felt like a change was coming. And one of the things that I felt like he was asking me was, okay, so what if this is it? Would you have any regrets? Or let's say, let's say you get out of this thing, which is most likely you get out of this thing, make it 20 years down the road. Is there anything that you need to take steps toward right now that you'll regret if you don't? And for me, the answer is yes, because for years I'd had this almost secret ambition. I call it that because I'd barely spoken to anybody about it, but I'd had this ambition of coaching women's basketball at the college level. And I'd never taken steps toward it, one, partially because I'd never felt the green light that it was time to do that. But I also knew, and this is where I was feeling this conviction from God, I knew that there were fears present in relation to that ambition. Fears of like uprooting my life, moving again, starting over a new place, grad school. And I don't know, who knows, maybe even being really bad at coaching. I hadn't done it at the college level. I didn't know. And so there was just fear that was present. And the thing though that I couldn't shake was I felt like change was coming. And so I started to pray and I was like, God, if you want me to pursue this, I need you to show me. And then he began opening up so many doors, doors that said, hey, this is the way walk in it. As I approached the decision, yes, fear was still present, but I felt him saying, you know what, you can be comfortable or you can be obedient. And I had this choice, this defining season. I had this choice of, do I want to live a faith-directed life or a fear-directed life? I can't choose both. And this is one of those moments where I think, you know, I wanted to walk through the door. I wanted to to take this step. But in order to be obedient, I, I was seeing on the other side, hey, I have all these needs that that have got to be fulfilled. And I have no idea, like none of them are guaranteed. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, God, I, I'm going to do it. But I need you to show up. And it was as soon as I said yes, that he started providing every need that I had. And this was a fresh reminder for me of that, the way that we sometimes, we have to practice obedience before God gives the provision so much of the time. And so I'm really grateful. I've stepped in a new position, took a GA position in Missouri and super excited to be here. And one of the things that I want to do is uh, just continually grow and develop and learn from coaches that are older than me and further along and have experience and wisdom to offer. And so the other thing that I want to do is I've been reading Dream Big uh, from Bob Goff and he talks about Timothy from the Bible, how Timothy takes a genuine interest in the ambitions of others. And I wanted to combine these two desires. And what I haven't been able to shake off my mind is that I know there are other young coaches all over the place that they want to be poured into. They want to be developed just like I do. I know I'm not the only one with that desire. And so 
one of the things that I was thinking about is instead of just calling these coaches and having a one-on-one conversation, I was thinking, you know, I could still do that, but why not record it and we can learn together? And so these, these two things I shared with you, these two defining moments of my life, I share those things because that is going to be the theme of these conversations. These coaches will speak on different topics, but for each of them, something that we can look forward to is hearing what were the defining moments of their lives. And I think that'll be a really cool thing to hear from them. So next week, those conversations will start. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Journey Coach Podcast and hope you guys go out and make the most of every opportunity. This is Journey Coach.